Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Pat Sherlock, and I am super excited about this topic today. We're going to talk about home loan trading and how it can help mortgage bankers in our much more difficult market. I am excited about our expert, which is John Roberts. John is president and founder of Edge Trade Works. Prior to that, he was managing director of Barclays Capital, Lehman Brothers, and J.P. Morgan. He has had a stellar career, and this topic, I think, is so terrific. John, talk about, for those that haven't, are not familiar with whole loan training, what it was in the past, and then we'll talk about uh, what how your system works today. Sure, Pat. Thank you very much. Well, whole loan trading is exactly what uh, it says it is. If a bank makes a loan, they can turn around and sell it. So if you've got a mortgage uh, with your bank, for example, your bank can turn around and sell that mortgage and they can sell it one of two ways. They can sell it where they continue to service the loan. And that would be selling the loan, servicing, retained, or they could sell the loan and the servicing. And you could get a notice from your bank saying, hey, we sold your loan and your servicing. And you'll get a notice from the bank that bought the loan saying, hey, we now own your loan and your new payment stubs are going to come in the mail or electronically. Here's how you're going to do it. But you now are going to deal with us as a bank. Uh, whole loan trading has existed since loans began back you know, as far back as you want to go. Uh, people have always bought and sold loans. And with the advent of computerization, things have, have heated up a little bit and banks have faced increasing margin requirements and regulatory requirements. And many banks, for example, or many originators are very good at originating a particular type of loan. Today, we're talking about mortgage loans. And if you're a bank and you originate mortgage loans, uh, you get a fee, you get an origination fee, so that's profitable. But you can't just keep originating forever because you'll run out of room on your balance sheet. So typically, banks will either have other banks that buy their loans or they'll sell their loans through an intermediary, a broker, a loan broker, or uh, an investment bank, or they sell to Fannie and Freddie and, and other uh, other other loan aggregators. Parts of the part of the problem when you sell to loan aggregators or when you sell to Fannie or Freddie is typically you pay away around 80 basis points in yield, which converts to a big number in price to Fannie and Freddie, and that's mandated partially by law. They charge an administrative fee. And you're also being charged a G fee, a guarantee fee. And because of the way the rules changed in 2008, banks are required to make loans that they probably wouldn't want to keep on their balance sheet. And they sell those to Fannie and Freddie. They are of lesser credit. And as a result, Fannie and Freddie need to make up uh, for the losses of those loans. So they charge, basically, they put a surcharge on good loans in reality. And depending on what the environment looks like and the demand for mortgage loans, Sometimes it's more profitable to sell that loan to another bank than it is to uh, an aggregator. Now, historically, that's been the case sometimes. And we've just come out of a period where the Federal Reserve Bank of New York was buying $40 billion, uh, a month new plus coupon reinvestment. And it completely distorted the mortgage market. And it would not have been profitable to sell mortgages to, to another bank. Uh, if you could sell them to uh, to Fannie or Freddie, for example. So, John, talk about, and I'm just going to relive my own career, as I mentioned to you when I was the head of secondary marketing back in the day, that what whole loan training ended up being is that you had to go and locate 
an investor, which could be another bank, a pension fund, whatever. And I actually remember sitting there dialing, calling up people to see their interest. And that traditionally was how it was done. And even from a Wall Street standpoint, the Wall Street firms were really kind of doing the same thing. So what were the pros and cons of that market? Obviously, it was laborious because I can testify to that. Talk about the pros and cons of what you've seen over the years with whole load trading. Sure. Well, the, the example you mentioned is, is a classic example that still exists today. Many of the regional broker dealers and many of the, of the banks employ a, a, a middleman, for example, or someone in the middle, and that person masks the buyer from the seller. So you may go to someone and say, hey, I've got a tape of 40 million loans I'd like to sell, and they take a look at it, and they come back and tell you, we think these loans are going to trade around 99, and we're going to charge you a broker's fee for that. At the same time, they're marketing those loans at 103 to the buyers. Right. So they're they're making a big markup and a brokerage fee on that. And uh, the buyer and seller both end up, uh, either the buyer doesn't get paid enough and the seller pays too much, so they both lose there. And there's, there's still quite a bit of that that goes on today. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons we built what we built is to, is to change that. So the buyer and seller negotiate directly with one another with complete transparency and know, they know exactly where the trade takes place. John, talk about, I think most mortgage bankers in many ways, when they're selling to Fannie and Freddie and to any of the agency, it's, it's an easier path. I really kind of make the analogy. It's more like order taking where it, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. And I think whole loan trading has really kind of lost favor because it's perceived as being complicated. There's a due diligence component and all of that side to it. Talk about these pros and cons again. Well, well, sure, Pat. You're, you're right. The Fannie and Freddie machine is never going to be replaced. It's an incredibly efficient machine, but it's, it's actually expensive to you if you originate high quality product. You can originate all day long and you can sell all day long to them, but you're paying away an awful lot of profit when you do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we would never try to replace that. But if you could take 10% of your production and make an extra point and a half or two points on it, that's something to think about. And that's, that's kind of the way I look at the market. I think last year, 2.7 trillion loans were securitized out of the, out of the FDIC banking system. Not, not all of those were mortgages, but a good portion of that was, was mortgage securitization. You know, so the, the pros are, yeah, it's great, it's efficient, and it works, and it's going to keep working. There's no, no question about that. The cons of it are you actually pay away a lot of money that could be coming to your bottom line, and it's, it's a trade-off. So let's just take 10% of, of your production that you may sell that way and uh, see, see if there's a bank or an asset manager willing to pay uh, a fair price for it that still allows them to earn a proper return on capital as well. So I was very much interested in how you've brought the 21st century to this process and you've made it more transparent. Share with us, share with the listeners really what what the system looks like and how it helps them. In other words, in what is perceived as a difficult market, you really have made it more simple. Well, that's that's right, Pat. And that was our that was the whole sort of genesis for building what we built. And we looked at it and looked at how people traded whole loans and in particular mortgage loans. And I, I sort of scratch my head and say, gosh, Wall Street spends millions of dollars a year pricing mortgage-backed securities. Why can't we price mortgage-backed loans the same way? Let's do that. And that's how we started. And it just became uh, you know, a labor of love for us because we really think we're onto something. So any loan 
that gets loaded into our platform, we price it and we risk it. And anytime you have a mortgage loan, there are options involved. If you own a mortgage loan, you're short an option because the borrower can prepay that loan at any time. So mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a prepay variable, there's a default variable, there's a recovery on default variable, and there's also a volatility component, and there is you know, a spread where, where, where assets are currently trading in the, in the securities market, which then reflects directly on where assets trade in the, in the whole loan market as well. So we take all of that and put it in the box and allow you, uh, the, the user, to, uh, to price it. We'll do everything for you. But if you disagree with any of the assumptions in the, in the system, you can plug in your own assumptions. So if you've got 10 years of data on your origination and know how it performs, you can, you can plug in your own assumptions and see how, see how your loans price. And that becomes part of the negotiation between the buyer and the seller. But we do pay a lot of money ourselves for our system to be accurate. We use some really sophisticated prepay mm -hmm. models, number one. Number two, we use uh, a lot of data to calculate uh, the default probabilities of the, of the loan and, th and things like that. And it's, it's all easily defensible. And on top of that, we also calculate a base level current expected credit loss on every single loan in loan portfolio. Mm -hmm. And as, as, you, as most of you know, that, uh, that process is the current expected credit loss will replace the allowance for loan and lease loss going forward starting January 1st for everyone. So talk about the steps of how you have loaded data on every financial institution, I believe, in the, in the country. And talk about how that works and what does someone who wants to sell, let's say, their, some of their loans, how do you go through this process? Sure. Well, one of the things we, we thought about when, uh, when a bank is introduced to another bank on the platform, they may not know, the, the buying bank may not know anything about the selling bank, for example. And as a result, we said, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of data out there and bank call reports give you an insight into a bank's performance, an insight into what their balance sheet looks like, an insight into what their loan loss reserves look like and what their bad loans look like and, and all of that. So we, we built a system where we have every bank and every credit union in the country in our system and you can pull up a bank or a credit union in less than a tenth of a second and see what their performance metrics are. So that was sort of a, is a window into, hey, I can do a quick check before I get involved in a negotiation with this institution. This is somebody I wanna do business with. The platform doesn't work as a bulletin board. So if you're looking to buy loans, you would put an inquiry into the system. If you were looking for mortgage loans, you say, I'm looking for one to four resi mortgages. You would type in the amount. You can look for fixed or adjustable or both. You can say, I, I wanna look in this state or that state or leave states blank. You can say, I want to see FICO, only see FICO scores between 680 and 880. I only, only want to see loan to value between X and Y. I only want to see debt to income between X and Y, uh, coupons between X and Y, and unpaid balance between X and Y. And you put that into the system, and it's an anonymous inquiry. So no one knows that you're looking for loans at that point in time. But the system goes out in queries and looks to see if anyone has loaded loans that match your inquiry, number one. Number two, it looks to see if anyone recently sold loans that would match your inquiry. And if so, we would show them the inquiry. And the logic there is if they recently sold some, maybe they've got more for sale. We know what every bank in the country looks like versus regulatory guidelines. So if someone is overweight versus regulatory guidelines, we're going to show them the inquiry. And the logic there would be, hey, either the regulators, the board of directors, or your asset liability committee is, is asking you to lighten up and uh, that maybe they're a motivated seller. 
And we also know what every bank looks like versus their regulatory peer group. So if someone is overweight versus their regulatory peer group, the same logic would apply that the regulators, their board of directors, or the asset liability committee are encouraging them to lighten up. So they, they could be a potential seller. So we would show them the inquiry as well. If someone chose to pursue that inquiry, and let's say they'd loaded loans that match, the system says, would you like to create a basket? It lets you do that. Once you actually create a basket with the loans that have passed through the buyer's filters and click create basket, the buyer and the seller for the first time discover who one another are. And from that point forward, they are in a negotiation directly with one another. It's a private negotiation. No one else can see it. Everything takes place on screen that's permanently recorded. Both counterparties have access to all of the analytics. They can reprice, they can run scenario analysis. Rates go up 50, boom, it'll give you the price. Rates go up to 100. You can change the prepay and default characteristics. You can do all kinds of scenario analysis. We also give you a, a graphical representation of what the loan tape you're looking at looks like so you can actually see the FICO distributions and the LTV distributions, the map of where the loans are. It's all there and uh, it's, it's pretty comprehensive. Right. I was certainly impressed with it, as I said, since I used to do whole load training back in the day. But talk about from a senior management level, obviously pretty typical within mortgage banking, especially for independent mortgage bankers. Maybe they're having difficulty. Their solution set is always to hire more loan officers and to overpay to get them. And then this system is really allowing them to kind of use technology to recognize there's other parts of the country that could be doing fairly well versus uh, the part that they might be in. Talk about that executive decision. Absolutely. It's, you know, I can't tell you in the past six months how many banks we've been in to see and uh, the chief loan officer or the chief financial officer have said to us, golly, we, we, we can't hire any loan officers. Right. And I'm like, well, you don't need them. Look at this. You can look for loans on this platform and be matched with counterparties that originate loans to your specifications. And in fact, we have some institutions that are in agreement where they have found counterparties that will originate to their specs in the specific geographic areas that they want. So there, there are all kinds of, of benefits and efficiencies you can create this way, and you're not paying for your loan officers. It's, uh, it's a lot more efficient in some cases. So when you're talking about, in other words, let's say you're a mortgage, an independent mortgage banker, and you're trying to do a flow component. Talk about how that looks versus just a portfolio of loans that you're trying to sell. Sure. Well, let's say you're, you're let, let's just say you're an independent originator and you know, on the platform, you find someone that's very interested in the product that you're originating. You can set up a flow agreement uh, there and you know they may agree to take five or 10 or 20 or however many million a month. And so every week your production just goes straight to, uh, to the institution that you've got the agreement with. So it's almost mm -hmm. like you're acting like their loan officer in essence. Right, right. So the due diligence side of it, how does that work? Okay, the due diligence is still uh, in the dark ages because not enough of the loan origination is, is digitized yet. So we handle a transaction up until the buyer says, I want to buy those. We generate a letter of intent, a trade confirmation that goes out via DocuSign to both counterparties, at which point it's time for the due diligence to take place. Typically, uh, a seller that's experienced in selling has their own private data room and they can upload uh, all, all the data necessary for the due diligence. 
We do not store any personally identifiable information on our platform. The rules keep changing around personally identifiable information and, and we're very leery until everything is solidified about storing any personally identifiable information. So when you're talking about this issue and you're, let's say, an independent mortgage banker and let's maybe use a practical example. And of course, the product is uh, jumbos are always a big deal within mortgage bankers who have to go to banks. It seems as if this system would be perfect for that because Typically, banks and credit unions are wanting that product, and the jumbo isn't agency uh, matching. So talk about how you see that and, and what, what would be another example of where uh, they can use the system to really get that graded yield, basically, by knowing who's out there looking, which is really what it's doing. Exactly. And, and we have a number, a, a number of sort of non-conforming uh, originators that do exactly that. And I'll give you a great example. We ran across someone that was originating a really, really great product that he was selling at par. And their product has slightly higher coupons, but they perform, if you go back and go through the data, they perform like a conforming Fannie Mae 30 year. And I said, you shouldn't be selling this at par. You should be selling it to somewhere between 103 and a half and 104. And they couldn't believe it. And the first trade we did for them was at 103 and three eighths. They were so impressed that uh, they've been back to us quite a few times and we, we have, we've sort of created uh, demand for their product and they're now branching out and uh, starting a, a new product line and they're going to use us to help, uh, help uh, distribute that as well. Well, can you talk about some other examples of what you're seeing in these trades that are occurring on your system uh, more recently besides this one? Because this sounds like a perfect example, but what other things are you seeing? Well, recently, you know, going back to May when when the markets kind of got pretty crazy and people finally woke up and realized the Fed was going to be raising rates for a little longer than some people had hoped for. A number of the third party originators that don't really have balance sheet, they depend on warehouse lines or loans from uh, financial institutions were sort of squeezed. They, they got caught with production in the pipeline mm -hmm. and they hadn't hedged it. And they started losing their warehouse lines or the rates uh, that they were being charged for financing went up dramatically. We, the, the market was inundated with people that had to sell in a really, you know, I guess uh, fast. We've cleared a lot of that in the mortgage market, but there's more coming. I, I see more coming now in a, in a bunch of the other markets in the, in the consumer market, in the, some of the commercial real estate, some of the uh, lower quality sort of high yield type uh, commercial and industrial loans. That's the same wave is getting ready to roll through those markets as well. What has happened is a number of the asset managers that have been waiting on the sidelines for yields to go up have arrived and uh, they're all looking to buy, buy that type of paper. So it, um, you know, it's a market. Right. So your system does more than mortgages, which I wanted I wanted you to talk about the trades that you are, you know, some other trades that you are, are seeing. Oh, sure. We, 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 we do commercial real estate, auto, commercial mm -hmm. and industrial loans, equipment finance. You know, if, if it's on a bank balance sheet, uh, you know, we'll we can trade it. And if it's something new, we can figure out how to price it. We've got uh, we've got a stable of really smart people that uh, spent uh, careers on. Uh, you know, in, in the banking world, and we, we know how to price things and know how to evaluate risk. So that's that's what we do. Right. And so when you look at your system versus other platforms, talk about, you know, what makes yours different versus others. 
Sure. Well, Edge TradeWorks is, is a, it's a whole loan trading network and we connect banks and credit unions and other mm -hmm. approved counterparties, you know, in a secure environment. But we're also an analytics provider. And as we mentioned, we've got every bank and every credit union in our system. We know what they, they look like. We know what their balance sheet looks like. We know what their performance metrics are. Mm -hmm. But we have algorithmic counterparty matching. A lot of the loan trading out there or loan platforms out there are bulletin boards. People will post an Excel spreadsheet or a summary of what a loan portfolio looks like. And it's kind of a bulletin board and mm -hmm. people will go in there and look at it and kick the tires. But that's sort of like letting somebody in your in your bedroom and they're going through all your drawers. <laughs> so what we've learned is people don't really tend to put their quality product there. That's why the way we developed it is it's uh, everything's anonymous. All the inquiries are anonymous until you get matched and until until you start a negotiation. So that creates I think what we've learned is that 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 gives us a window into a much higher quality product, I think. And we, you know, as, as I mentioned, we algorithmically match the, the relevant buyers and sellers to try to create an, a more efficient trade execution and to in, increase the probability of, of a trade actually taking place. So, you know, the buyer is not looking at anything that hasn't already passed through the filter that the buyer created up front. And right. The seller is only showing the buyer what already passed through the, the buyer's filter. So, you know, we're, we're driven by intelligent algorithms that, 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 that you, you utilize, you know, loan inventory and regulatory insights and balance sheet profiles and trend analysis. And the whole loan analytics on our platform provide robust loan analytics and prices for each loan and loan tape that we price. And we, we calculate a reference price for every package. And that's the starting point for a price negotiation. So if someone gives us a loan tape, we price the whole thing and we say, guys, this is where you should start the negotiation. Now, here are all the assumptions that were used in the yeah. and coming up with that price. And if you want to change them, go ahead. But don't start. I'm 98 bit at 102. <laughs> start at 101 and 3 eighths and then then talk about the assumptions that were used. So we we allow user to find assumptions and user to find scenarios to, to play into the pricing. We generate uh, a, a, a beautiful tear sheet. That's a summary of the analysis in the loan tape so people can look at it and visually understand what they've got. And we calculate current expected credit loss on each loan and, and loan portfolio. All the negotiation takes place on the platform. It's all permanently recorded. No one can see it except the buyer and the seller. So, it's, you know, the direct electronic communications there, they can share files on the platform. We generate the, the electronic confer trade confirmation via DocuSign. And there's a permanent record flow of the entire negotiation. So two years from now, when your auditor or regulator shows up and says, what were you thinking when you bought these loans? Mm -hmm. All you do is log on and go to that order number and you've got the entire negotiation, all the analysis that you ran, all the files that were shared, the tear sheet, it's all right there in one spot. And it makes it a whole lot easier instead of chasing emails or one or who talked to who on the, on the phone or God, God forbid you're still chasing faxes around. Um, and on top of that, we allow institutions to create custom peer analysis, you know, and balance sheet and performance metrics so they can compare themselves to any other institution or any other group of institutions uh, that they would like. So it's, it's all about efficiency, liquidity and transparency. Well, certainly, I was super impressed for sure. John, just a couple last questions. In the last 30 days, what have been the types of trades that you're seeing uh, being done? I would say uh, we've got some interest in some, actually some CRA portfolios in, in, the, in the sort of in the Mid-South. We have 
a number of consumer portfolios uh, that are for sale, a number of home improvement for portfolios, some home equity lines of credit, and some home equity loans, some uh, specialty commercial real estate. It's sort of ten, it's commercial real estate with single investment grade tenant. It's also a 1031 exchange. So not only do you have a single investment grade tenant behind the cash flows, you have a personal guarantee as well. That's sort of a few of the things that uh, we've got going on right now. You know, we also have a very simple and transparent transaction fee. As I mentioned, the buyer and seller negotiate directly. They know exactly where the trade took place, and we charge each a quarter of a point on the transaction. Typically, here's where the, the buyer always says, well, the seller always pays a transaction fee. And my response is, yes, but the seller sold those loans at par, and you paid 103. Would you rather pay par and a quarter or 103? And they're like, oh, we never thought about it that way. Right. Good point for sure. We have only a few minutes left. A couple of takeaways for our listeners today about this system, which I think is really impressive. Back to what I said, efficiency, liquidity, and transparency, quick access to the current asset liability management profile of every bank and credit union in the country, loan analytics, including pricing, risk metrics, and current expected credit loss, balance sheet management, streamlined trade workflow supported by a really user-friendly interface. You've got to see this to believe it. You know, smart matching of relevant buyers and sellers, improved liquidity, one seller to many buyers as possible and cost efficient. And we can also do participations, by the way. When I mean buyer seller, it also includes participations. It's a simple transaction fee. The structure is known to all. There's no software to install. There are no licensing fees. It's all about transparency, liquidity, and efficiency. Well, I think it's certainly impressive for sure. And I want to thank you for sharing really all of your thoughts about this whole loan trading and how you've really improved that marketplace. And I want to thank our listeners for uh, certainly spending time with us today. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.